0: You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today.
1: And I am so honored to be continuing in this series called The Holy Spirit. And last week, Pastor Sean talked about the God I never knew, and today I want to talk about what's the meaning behind Pentecost.
0: Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we are discussing week number two from the sermon series The Holy Spirit. My name again is Pastor Keith. Joining me as always is Pastor Dallas, my friend Megan, and today we have a special guest.
2: My name is Ovin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's gonna say it? Yeah.
0: This, this is, this is Alvin. So if if you're uh, if you're a uh, uh, an avid listener of uh uh chew on that. Her husband was a guest the last time we had a guest, yes. just what two weeks ago mm-hmm. Nate and uh and this is this is the other half of the Nate and Aubin combo and Aubin's Aubin's joining us this week. and why is Aubin joining us?
3: Well, you know, since Pastor Dallas did the message this week, we figured it'd be nice to have someone else, like uh, another and, sounding board. And I
4: just want yeah. to be here for jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, uh, I, I made a comment how short the intro was last week, and you're like, I can beat that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so,
3: so I was really excited for us to talk about this.
0: So Pastor Dallas gives me a 13-second intro, like... <laughs> Like you, bro, you're on the show. Yeah. Yes. Like you didn't give, you not even, and here's the thing. Like you didn't even pause at the end of it. You're like, so I had to hard cut it. So yeah. it was like a, I want to talk about that. Let's pray. It's I had like, a, I had on, a
4: lot of stuff I needed to talk That's about. That's true. Um, for those who don't get to watch live, actually, even those who get to watch live, a lot of people don't get to see this. We so have to be on stage. We have TVs that have a timer when you speak. Yeah. And so uh, I am given 32 minutes and this is the first time I've done a message I needed all 32. And so I was like,
0: all right, no intro. Let's just go. Yeah, I got I got to shave yeah. 10 seconds off yeah. off my time. I had an
4: intro that I was going to talk about and I was going to break down what pastor said last week and I was like, nope. After I cuz I always will, you know, kind of go through the message and after I was like, nope. Intro's gone. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Th- thanks for all that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks.
1: <laughs> thanks. So
0: so Aubin, yeah, tell us about yourself. You're a guest. I, I think that uh the Aubin talking about herself because Nate talked about mm, himself. Okay.
2: I got this. Don't worry. Okay, go. Okay. So um moved to Green Bay four years ago, originally from Detroit, Michigan. Not like downtown Detroit, but you know, the suburbs <laughs> of Detroit. Um, moved here and we joined Life Church in 2019. So um been going here for a while too. And I do real estate. Nate does the construction stuff. Um, and that's that's the majority of my life right there. Church, work, that's about it. Wow. And she's a busy girl. I'm a yes. busy gal. I'm a busy gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I do Catalyst at uh, at church, so yeah. middle schoolers and high schoolers. You guys
3: have a servant's heart that is yeah. seriously inspiring. I mean, it's inspiring to people on our staff mm-hmm. and for sure inspiring to people at our church, just how like willing. We know that when we text the Gossins, like, hey, can you guys come do a podcast? They're gonna be like, totally.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's just it's crazy. It's so awesome. So
0: how, how many hours a night do you sleep?
2: I I actually get a good amount of sleep. Like I would say between six and six and seven hours yeah. on average. Yeah. I get up at like four thirty in the morning. So yeah, I go to bed. There we really, go. Really there early. we
0: go. And yeah, the way right. the way like when I when I talk with Nate, though, just how consistent to you guys. And I don't want to say busy because busy is a lot of people take that as a, as yeah. a negative. I mean, we all have
2: the same amount of hours in the day, right? right? Like we you, just use them different. You
0: two are, you two are yeah. up and at them. We try, yeah. we try.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, we're not perfect, not every day, but we try to get up early, you know, go to bed early get a lot done, you know, your,
0: your attitudes are, is, are infectious on, mm-hmm. on the serving teams. And, uh, if, if you're listening and, and don't know, uh, Nate and Aubin, I like, if you're listening and don't know Nate and Aubin, I'm, I'm 100% certain that if we pointed them out to you, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> uh, but if you, if you haven't had the opportunity yeah. to, uh, connect with Nate or Aubin, um, as a Jesus person, I would recommend it because both of you are, uh, Jesus just comes out of your pores. It is so much ingrained Thank in your you. life. And you guys are people that I myself love to be around because uh, uh, I can't have an off day around you guys. Wow. That's you such know? a
2: compliment. Thank it, you so much. It, it,
0: you're, you elevate people's Jesus game We're in whatever room you're in. So wow. I, uh, no pressure, but looking <laughs> yeah, forward really. to what you have to say about this <laughs> yeah. sermon. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. pressure
3: there. I know. I was like, Aubin, there's a reason that you haven't been on any other podcast um, up until this point. I was like, it's because you're meant to be on on this one. Uh, something that Aubin and I seriously... Uh, something that I'm astounded uh, by you about is just like your sensitivity the, to the Holy Spirit and like your perception um, of him and like how it honestly impacts your everyday. And yet this isn't like no pressure, but it's just, it is truly something that stands out about you. And so I'm so excited that you're
2: on like this specific podcast. Wow, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys.
0: Cool. And, and when, when when I was told, I was told that five minutes before I started recording that this is the first podcast and we've been doing podcasts as a church for years.
2: Yeah, I've right? never been on a podcast. I like, just found like that No baffling. podcasts ever. I found at all. that
0: incredibly baffling. Really,
2: like, really. Do you take me as a podcaster? Like- no, I just, <laughs> well, I just figured
0: that you you would have been on one of our shows prior to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Well, huh. she's here now.
0: Baffling. <laughs> and then when you also said 2019, I'm like, really? It's so, like Yeah.
2: Yeah. It feels like you guys well, have been I, here
0: since day 1.
2: Yeah, I know. We moved here at the end of 2018. Did some church happen and then found Life Church in 2019. And then it was shut for like a year, so but we So you pre-pandemic. Pre like barely pre-pandemic, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. Cuz yeah. pre-pandemic, I don't think I ever met Nate. Yeah. I think it was just open. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. 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 So, yeah. uh Nate uh actually it's funny cuz Keith was like uh he, I think out of, out of, you know, the group of us, Keith was like, Hey, I met, uh, I met Nate today. Cause he helped me uh, do something in our, our uh, fireplace. I said, cool. And he goes, yeah, great guy. And I go, okay, cool. I hope I get to meet him. And he is a great guy. I, yeah. He is a great guy. So, great guy.
3: so yeah. I I'm, recommend.
0: I'm, yes. I
4: recommend it
0: also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High five Nate. Nate, Nate's, Nate and his company has done a few jobs at our house. And, and it, I mean the last, the last episode he was in, I, yeah. I, I gushed over him pretty hard. He's a good friend of mine. And uh yeah, I I, I love Nate and Aubin. They're they're good people. You let, let's get cracking on the show. Yeah. Cause I feel like I feel like we got places to go today, right? <laughs> yeah
2: we do. We got places to go.
1: It kinda reminds me of a time I was in the car with my neighbors and we were going to like an event together. And I found out something very interesting about them. So they were driving and listening to the radio. All of a sudden the Beatles come on. And it's like, it's been a hard days night." And they just go, no, turn it off. And like, they're freaking like the whole thing. I'm like, what is happening? Like change it, change it. And like all of them are yelling. And I go, what, whoa, 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 whoa what's happening? And they're like, we can't listen to the Beatles while driving. I go, why? What's what? And they're like, yeah. And then the, the driver goes, yep, been in too many accidents listening to the Beatles. I was like, what? <laughs> And he blames the Beatles for car accidents. He said, every time I listen to the Beatles, i got a car accident. No Beatles. I'm like, okay, cool. And I know that sounds crazy, but some of us, that's how we, when we hear the word Pentecost, we're like, no, 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 no. Because we hear the word Pentecost, we think Pentecostal. And we're like, I'm not gonna be Pentecostal. I'm not gonna be like those Pentecostals. But here's the funny thing. Pentecost actually probably means something totally different than what you think. In, 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 in the Greek, it's the word Pentecoste, and it means 50th. I know, that got real spiritual, huh? <laughs> so, but that's the truth of it. And it's amazing how some of us can hear a word, hear a saying, and we think something different because of how it's been packaged by people. And I also honestly think it's a ploy from the enemy. That the enemy would love for you to think that everything with the Holy Spirit is supposed to be weird and you're supposed to stay away from it and don't even try to invite it in your lives because that's what weird people do and that's what strange people do. And the enemy would love for you to stay away from something that is powerful, that is life changing and that can transform your life. And so it's so interesting that we'll hear the word Pentecost and we'll think one thing and it actually means a totally different thing. So Pentecost, 50 days or seven weeks after Passover, was to remember the event that took place at Mount Sinai.
4: So, so that thought got birthed here. Like we talked about, we talked about that uh, last week about how I think the enemy or, or or maybe I can't, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was you, maybe it was Keith. I can't remember, but like that the enemy is trying to keep us away from and trying to make the Holy Spirit weird in this thing, you know, uh, especially I think in America, America, I think we, we deal with it a lot. Like "Mm, the Holy Spirit weird, you know, kooky stuff like that. And I think the enemy wants to do that. He wants us to like hear the thoughts, you know you know, Pentecostal and Holy spirit. And he's like, mm. I, you know, and I, th- and it, because there is power in that and there's some life changing power in that. And I, you know, so it's, I, that's why, and that story is very real. Uh, that really did freak me out when they were like, turn it off. because of the, the beast. Story. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, really? Like what, what? And and they said they got in two accidents because of it. That I is, was like, that's actually kind of is, freaky. What, is, what does yeah. that mean? Like, do you just get in trance? And I just didn't ask the question. I, wish I would have like, is it Paul singing or is it John singing? (laughs) Like, who is it that gets you? Like, what's, is it the song? Like, what was the last Beatles song you did before? Was it help? And you're like, I, what do you like? I, in my head, I was like, is it because the driver always closes his eyes and sings Beatles songs? I didn't ask any of these questions because it freaked me out, but yeah. But that was, I love that, that thought, you know, was birthed from this podcast last week.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so as I was kind of looking into, Pentecost. And it's something that I've become definitely more aware of, I would say in the last like year, just understanding how the context of Jewish history really, it should impact us. And because it gives us so much more understanding in like meat and depth of, of the story of Jesus and the things that he came to do and um, how our lives are changed because of it. And so um, Pentecost, the the Jewish Feast, And I'm glad that Pastor Dallas is in the room. So if I'm saying something wrong, you know. (laughs) Um, So it's called Shavut is like the, is the, the feast is the name for it. Right. And so the part of the celebration portion of that is the wheat harvest. And that is actually meant to be a season of gladness. And so like literally the, the history and the, the heart behind this is, gladness. And so to your point that uh, you're making in the clip, it's like, we've made this so weird and like Mm -hmm. we back away from it when it's supposed to be a season of, of gladness and of rejoicing. Right. So again, when you understand like what this is all talking about and where it's coming from, it just changes your whole perspective. And you're like, why was I ever, why did I shy away from the Holy Spirit? Or why did I question some of this stuff?
2: Yeah. And I think it comes down to like what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks of, you know, it's not the Holy spirit. That's weird. It's people. That's (laughs) yeah. It's people that just makes it weird. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes maybe people have bad experiences in church just with other people and tend to kind of shy away from it. Have you guys had any, you know, weird experiences at all? Oh Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, no,
0: no. And and that's like with the Sambite Um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have a negative condemnation with, uh, Pentecostal. I love it. Uh, I'm glad you don't. uh, Well, here's the, here's, and I, 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 again, I've said this on the show a bunch that I don't think I'm a unique test study. I -hmm. think that I'm a very normal person. Like a, like, I don't think that I'm the one percenter. I think that I, I'm pooled more often in the 99 percenters. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I hear that, I don't think of the weird stuff Mm -hmm. because I don't know any different. Yeah. I, uh, some, I guess one side of the coin you could say, well, are you even studied in it? And the other side, the side that I tend to lean more on is that I, I look at, uh, organized religion much like a child. Uh, I, I, I don't see a large difference. I don't, you know, I, I, yeah. I haven't, I, ha- I don't look out for those things. I see, yeah. I, a lot of my faith is I try to treat it like a child, like the, the, some of those things I don't need to know. They they don't benefit me Mm -hmm. from, from knowing about those things. So when, when Dallas was saying this yesterday, I'm like, uh, and if you, if you saw me on video, my head right now is like turning around, like what's going on? Is this like, and then I was like, well, maybe this is a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, I I remember I I saw a movie and I don't know how popular it was. It came out in the nineties with Steve Martin where he was a uh, traveling, uh, healer, um, Dallas has this look on his face, like I "Oh, do, I saw it." Because I want to say but he was a scam artist. Yeah. So he he would go to these towns and and uh, profess the name of Christ, and then like um, fake heal people, and then he would uh, people would throw money at him, yeah. and then he move on to the next town. But For sure. the what the part of the movie I that got me as a child and still does is that he was doing this in one town, and he was trying to perform. Called the Holy spirit to perform a miracle mm. and a miracle actually happened. Mm. And then that like rocked him. Like, mm. Oh, like this isn't with this. I can't play with this anymore. Yeah. And so when I, I guess when I think of like, uh, Pentecostal, I don't even know if that was the religion he was. Uh, but I, I, I guess flamboyantly, I would think it's like Steve Martin in, mm. for, in that movie what was a movie called leap of faith, leap of faith. Mm. And, uh, I remember watching it as a kid and that, yeah, that, that movie is stuck with me. Not the title of the movie, obviously, but the premise <laughs> you knew behind Steve Martin it. Martin
3: was in it. That's pretty good.
0: The premise behind it always stuck with me. That uh, I, I guess maybe the maybe my foundation of the Holy Spirit came a little bit from that movie. As weird as that sounds, because now that I think about when I watched, it, I was probably eight or nine years old. And
3: I mean, at some point, we've all had impressions made upon us of what we understand right. like miracles to be and and mm. the secular media likes to kind of like poke at it like <laughs> so christians believe that yeah. uh you know jesus came back from the dead and it's yeah. very like there yeah what you're saying you know it's like sarcastic mm. the right. way that they talk about mm-hmm. it and that leaves an impression upon us right because yeah. like we don't want to be wrong <laughs> Oh, yeah. we're, we have that sometimes Pharisee spirit, right? We're mm-hmm. like, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't want to be mm-hmm. wrong. I like like we, we want to believe what we believe. And so it's like, it's hard to be questioned like that. Right.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, or hard to see things where you're like, that just, that's weird. And, and you're wrong, you know, so, And that does kind of do something mm-hmm. to us. So like, mm-hmm. uh, it, we have to be humble in that in that same sentence, but, but be humble first of all, and like, be willing to understand what God is actually trying to do and not just like what you're, what other people are doing. Yeah. Right?
4: It's interesting. Cause I think I've, I've, I've kind of come up with a new way of talking about God with non-believers, and it's just going like, what are your thoughts about God? And sometimes when that happens, people will go well and they'll say religion and I'll go, okay, no, no, no. I, I want you to take the people out. Mm. What are your thoughts on just God, that's good, you know, and yeah. I, I know you you want to a, a equate it to a religion and church and church hurt, but I realized because um, Pastor Becky kind of talked to me like in between services, uh, I realized that some of the things I was talking about, which is interesting that you said, and I agree with you. I don't think you're the 1%. I think you're probably more than 99% is I, not that I was hurt by the Holy Spirit, but I did see some weird stuff that happened in the Holy Spirit. I told this to Megan yesterday. There's a woman that really like, like kind of challenged me to like move in the Holy Spirit that I found out years later went into a mental institution. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh-oh, like, you know, and, and you start to think because of people then this must be fake or false or not real. But I still had a real experience that I still encounter every day. This woman just happened to be the one that kind of pushed me in that, mm-hmm. you know, but it's interesting because the reason I know that's because someone came to me with kind of that attack. Like, you know, so-and-so is in a mental institution now, right? I go, mm-hmm. yeah, I did not right. know that, you know, but I think Ooh. that was a thing is yeah. the focus was on the people more than the presence. Yeah. And so like, and I think that's what I had to, so, you know, um. I think I I went into second service differently because of that. Going, okay, I think I'm trying to over explain this thing because of what I've experienced. And so I'm thankful that for uh, that you had that experience because then it makes me go, you know, there's probably going to be a lot more people in our church who are going to have a very similar experience too. Yeah. And so um, so I think that's, and that one thing I wish I would have done more is I would have, you know, because pastor did this and the scripture says this, that the Holy Spirit is a helper and a counselor. I wish I really would have hit that more and more yeah. because then it does, Is it, and I, I wonder if Jesus did that too. Maybe he did that because like, it's like, you know, because even the disciples were like, Wait, what now? Like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Well, I'm going to leave and a spirit's going to come. And they're like, huh? What? You know, even though like in the Old Testament, their ancestors experienced things similar to this with, you know, but anyways, uh, but then he's like, the helper is going to come. Oh, cool. A helper? Okay, we'll take help. You know, so <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I love, uh, and we we talked a little bit, even, even up until two minutes before we pressed record, Dallas didn't even think he was actually going to be in here <laughs> uh, recording. How- um, Ill prepared he was for this for this episode of it was, chew it was on a that flash. like we're like where, where are you going? It's like well I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm like why why are you even even Aubin's like why are you leaving? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't be leaving us here. Uh, but I like that this portion and this is what I think uh, is good for people to hear because I see it on a daily basis because the people around this table are my friends, mm-hmm. the people at our church that that are the uh, the human beings. Entrusted with running this church, are my friends, but there is a lot of there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of second guessing in what we do. Hmm. There is there is, uh, and I'll even say for myself, I did I did a sermon at the men's retreat, and I I I walked away thinking, oh crap, I wish I would have said this. I wish I wouldn't have said that. Hmm. Like there is this never ending perpetual cycle of of self doubting yourself. Around our staff table about when it's just us, we're like, are we capable? Yeah.
2: And that that goes back to, you know, that's a ploy of the enemy. Like Dallas said, you know, that's that's the enemy getting in our heads and trying to convince us that what God has called us to do is not what we should be doing or not what we should be saying.
4: Yeah, and I love it because I was there for his message, and I was like, "Going, man, this is his first message. Are you kidding me? Like, seriously." <laughs> uh, and and <laughs> like, if my first message sounded like that, I'd be, I would be set. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you. But even to this day, um, I mean, because I'm I'm due up to do a sermon once a year. That, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I have still thought about the sentences I wish I wouldn't have said, and that uh, a, a, as a pastor, I think about the things that I wish I would have said uh, when I'm counseling people, uh, I, there are times where on a Wednesday I'll, 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 I still think I still, there are a couple of times I've talked in this mic on this show that will come into my head and be like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Gosh, that was just stupid. Cause like in my head, everything was making sense, but my, yeah. but my mouth didn't, didn't support <laughs> yeah. what, you know? Yeah. And so I like that, you, that as listeners, uh, you can, you know that we're, we're human beings and, yeah and, we uh, yeah, this it's 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 a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second guessing, it's a real thing. Self doubting. Mm-hmm. When when you say a, a woman that uh really brought me close to the Holy Spirit ended up in an institution, mm-hmm. I say that's par for the course. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now what what are we doing here? Yeah, you know what are we doing here if not a battle between good and evil? Yes. And in this battle, there will be casualties on both sides. Yeah. And if someone is that ingrained in a power so strong, why wouldn't the enemy go full board of that person? Yeah. yeah, and on a human's account, mm-hmm. no one could even no one could even blame them for going insane. Yeah,
4: because right. the because the attack was, hey, maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this, and it was, and and again. I like you, the enemy is trying to get us away from something that can be powerful and life changing. Mm-hmm. And so I had to remind myself, even though that happened doesn't mean what happened isn't powerful and life changing.
0: Yeah. If anything, that almost validates it more. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I found Christ in a rehabilitation center mm-hmm. on, on my 20th birthday, mm-hmm. uh, about as low as a human being can get mm-hmm. prior to going to prison. Yeah. Uh, some of the most profound things I've ever heard came from the most unlikely candidate. Uh, I, 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 I was for years, I'd go to recover, still do go to recovery meetings and some of the, some Christ speaks so thoroughly sometimes to Mm -hmm. the homeless person that stumbled into the meeting, still drunk, Mm -hmm. you know? And what, if I, if I disqualified, (laughs) <laughs> uh, the message based on the person
4: mm-hmm.
0: I would have been, I, I'd be light years behind where I am in my journey now. Yeah. Christ always tends to surprise me
4: mm-hmm.
0: with, uh, when he speaks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, I want to go back to Pentecost real quick, because I know some of you guys are understanding. but let me first finish the feast, okay? So the third feast, they practiced, it took place in the fall because it was the Feast of Tabernacles. Again, this was a holiday to remember, because they didn't live in permanent homes, they lived in tents, they lived in huts, and, and so they did this until they got to their final destination, which was the Promised Land. So there, the characteristics of that are, they were wandering and living in temporary huts. They are brought to their final home, which was the promised land, the nation of Israel. And number three, they celebrated it during the harvest season. And many Jewish people didn't know this, but actually the the Feast of Tabernacles is also called the Feast of Trumpets. So how is this feast fulfilled? Well, it actually hasn't been fulfilled yet because actually we're living in temporary homes right now until we get to the promised land, number two, which is gonna be our final home, which is heaven. And there will be a great harvest of people. In fact, the book of Revelation makes it very clear that just before Jesus returns, a lot of people are going to get saved. And some of you might be going, that's not anytime soon. But you have to remember globally that globally, there is actually a massive harvest happening here on earth. And I don't we we don't hear about a lot. Like, in fact, we hear the opposite happening like in America But like a worldwide, the church is growing. In fact, I looked this up recently. The church is growing at a 6.9% each year. And you go, "Ah, wow, 6.9, that's kind of low. That's about 483 million people per year. That's three times faster than population growth. And that's three times faster than the second fastest religion, which is Islam. In China, there was 30,000 new Jesus people. China where if you even talk about Jesus, you could be arrested. So I don't know about you, maybe God is starting to set something up right now to fulfill this final feast.
0: Hmm, that's
3: good. I, As Americans, we can be a little bit, we can have tunnel vision, like let's be honest. Um, so when Pastor Dallas is saying, when you look worldwide, Christians, uh, there's more and more and more and more of them. So like when we stay hyper focused on even what's just happening around us or like what we're seeing or experiencing right here, we're just, we're kind of like the small little, you know, we're just one test subject, right? You have to understand that that the, the word is for the whole world and so like what's happening worldwide and again that's kind of the same thing as I was talking about last clip like when you understand the context like what what is the behind the scenes like what else is happening um and so the feast of tabernacles um when I was kind of you know looking it up and reading there were some things that uh what I was reading mentioned that we should kind of take out of this. Um, It's a good time to reflect and thank God for his provision and presence in our lives. And to remember that he's the source of our security and hope, not man-made structures. Hmm. Again, in our culture, like we place a lot of value in like, we're materialistic, right? We're like, we're the richest country. We, we love stuff. We love to have more things and like bigger house and bigger car and nicer stuff. Right. But like, around the world, I think people understand this concept a little bit better, right? That like, okay, I sure hope that this is temporary because this isn't, this isn't my dream home. Uh, and here we have this like expectation, right? That like, I get to, I want to have my dream home, my dream car, my dream life, my dream job. And like, we have expectations of those things where that isn't necessarily the norm and the normal for people around the world. And so I think they're a little bit more receptive, even to this idea that like, nope, this is temporary. And like, I'm going to leave this. Thank God. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't, this isn't, this isn't my dream. This isn't my home. And we need to be reminded of that. Even if you do have your dream home and your dream car, that's great. You're blessed, right? And, and we are extremely blessed here in America. But remember, this is not our home. This is temporary. And, um, in a lot of ways I go, thank God that this is temporary because I cannot wait, um, for what's next. I love pastor Keith said that he clipped this clip because he knew I would like it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do like it. Quite, quite frankly, it doesn't have, uh, I and mean, this may be my, my own opinion, but it doesn't really have the same, uh, it doesn't fall in storyline with clips one, three, and four. Perhaps, <laughs> But I, as I was, I was, as I was going through the clips, like watching the sermon yesterday, rewatching, I'm like, yeah, I just feel like that this would be a good rabbit hole to go down for Megan. So, uh you know. Yeah, I, and you stuff like like when when we're talking like that uh about you know, pre-show and stuff like that and about what we're doing, it really sparks our um uh gears and and energy towards maybe we should have come up with more podcasts. Maybe we should come up with more media for uh the people of our church that are very specific in in mm-hmm. idea. Um, like the chew on that we go over the sermons every week, but there are a lot of topics in these sermons that we could go 45 minutes on because they're that intriguing. And this is one of them.
2: Yeah. I just love that phrase. um, A harvest of people that Dallas said, like that just is so encouraging to me. And also like, I think of the mercy of God too, you know, like that for thousands and thousands of years, we've just been, you know, disobeying God and disobeying his commands yet, before, you know, Jesus comes back, there's going to be a harvest of people like the mercy of God. And I also think in Dallas can probably back me up here, like the young generation, you know, catalyst, middle schoolers, high schoolers, even the young adults, like that's the generation that's like rising up. I can see God moving through that generation. So those statistics were super encouraging to me.
4: It's Mm -hmm. uh, no joke. I was like, okay, I want to talk about what I heard at camp. Uh, 'cause I, we took the youth to camp, and one of the speakers said that this generation, which is oh, what's it called generation gen z gen z yeah. they're very very uh open to spiritual things mm-hmm. like which is good or bad uh it, it, yeah. exactly um yeah. so but it's it's for us it's an opportunity to be like okay we we don't we don't uh, not, we don't just want you to hear about and have knowledge of God, we want you to experience God, Mm -hmm. like, and, and, and the power of God. And so, so it's interesting that, yeah, this generation coming up is like, they're very interested and yeah. And that's why I think they're into like, you know, scary movies Mm -hmm. and things like that. They just want spiritual things, you know, and they're uh, searching for that, not realizing that they could get something spiritual and powerful. And, and it's through, you know, God and the Holy spirit. And so it, it is very encouraging to know like, Hey, we, we there is a harvest coming even in America, right. you know, yes. that we, we have to believe that too. And, and not mm-hmm. be, uh, cause sometimes the news will tell us, no. Nope, All's lost. Yeah. Might as well give up. And I know that because <laughs> yeah. some of the older generations sometimes will be like, "So when's the rapture happening?" Yeah. And you're like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "I'm done." <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm done. And they'll look at the news and they want to be done. And I go, "No, like if anything, yes. you know, this should make us want to go even more and more after people. Mm-hmm. Not go. Okay, well, it's you know, no, not all's lost. Mm-hmm. People need to hear the life giving message of Jesus that can change and transform their lives. And so, like, yeah, if anything, we gotta. We got to get out in the fields. Like, we got to roll our sleeves up and, and put sweatbands on and, and get ready to go. You're so, so right. Sweatbands
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> 80s montage yeah. starts yeah. close up of one, one headband going. Yeah. What you like,
4: might so
2: push turn it to some the limit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, the 80s are cool again. Gen Z thinks the 80s are cool. Yeah, you, I, you know, I try and keep in step. Like, I'm always watching, like, what does Gen Z think is cool right now? And then some of it I'm like, <laughs> we thought that was cool a long time ago. <laughs> We thought that was cool yeah. before you ever thought it
4: was cool. The but
2: middle part. Yeah. I love <laughs> the that the middle part is bad. Yeah, thank goodness. Side part, not, 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 cute, not a great not
4: look. Not cute, no. no. <laughs> I'm laughing because I would you go, I wonder what Gen Z
0: thinks is cool. In my head, I just heard a kid going, not you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not
1: you, old man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm always hesitant, like- when someone says, that, like, I wonder what, the, wonder what the 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds yeah. think is cool. And then in my head, the first thing that sparks in my head is, is can't always trust it because at some point, 17-year-olds thought jinkos were cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Dude, you can't trust it, it out thoroughly. So at some point, a 17-year-old thought jinkos were cool. Yeah. yeah,
3: But you know what? I see 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-olds in the front row at church, yes. Yeah. Yes. pouring their heart out yeah. in worship in yeah. a way that I seriously have never seen that before, like ever. And I've been in church my whole life, guys. And like, it is inspiring to me. And I'm like, I wish I, (laughs) I wish that that had been me. Like you are, you're going to be a little bit farther ahead on your Jesus journey and like so much more in tune with the Holy Spirit than like Mm -hmm. I was at that age. And uh, your marriages are going to be blessed and your kids are going to be blessed. And so you're Mm -hmm. doing... Gen Z, you're doing something incredible. Like, yeah. I I am inspired, seriously inspired. And yes. yeah, to your point, Alice, when there's more chaos in the world, there's a bigger opportunity. That's where we have the chance to rush in and be like, guys, we've don't worry, we've got the good news. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: gosh, Megan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said it. I oh recently. man, yeah. but like, but
4: that's <laughs> again. Like, like, like with the helper, like sometimes we need to look yeah. at it as a helper. We need to look at the gospel as the good news. Right. Like everyone wants to hear good news. Like that's yeah. the reality of it is like, we want to hear good news. And I think that's what we have to r- remind ourselves of that. We have the good news. So, Sorry. When I make that, 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 ah, it's not, I'm, I'm angry at Megan. It's just, she just made a good point that I want to throw something at her. I got so. nervous. Over here.
3: <laughs> 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 we need to keep like a foam ball in here. <laughs> 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 Chuck true. something at us. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Well, um, so like w- when you say the Gen Z and, and that's a fact, I mean, they're at, a, at our church specifically. And I can't speak for other churches. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. at other churches, yeah. uh, but our church. Yeah. There's like this wave of uh, excitement and energy mm-hmm. and they're worshiping different than their yeah. parents did.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, if anyone attended the worship night a couple months ago, it was literally probably the first three or four rows were led like in worship by middle schoolers and high schoolers and young adults. Like, like Megan said, pouring their heart out in worship. Like if you've ever seen a sixth grade boy with his hands up worshiping Jesus, like there's no chance you're not crying. Like it's just, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And um just having that like fire in them at this yeah. age is oh my gosh megan's tearing yeah. up
3: right now <laughs> 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 I, I tear up easy yeah.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> you said the
3: sixth grade boy i was like oh.
0: isn't, isn't that the it was isn't that the point yes. of, yeah right like we we think like this anomaly but yeah. scripturally speaking mm-hmm. uh if if we do what's expected of us then we are blessed yeah and and i know around this table, we can all say we're blessed, mm-hmm. yeah. but then it promises that it, it's a blessing of generations. It's a generational blessing. Yeah. So this is, this is not like as, as like as, as aw, struck and everything. The, the, yeah. the, the, re, the re the, like the reality of it is, is that if, when we're doing the right thing by advancing the gospel, God promised this right. would happen. Mm. So am I, am I like shocked? Like, oh, I can't believe this is that. No, I'm like, I'm shocked. Cause God is blessed magnificent. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and he promised, he promises that my children will be blessed and their children will be blessed and their children will be blessed. If I do what he, what he wants, what he expects of me to do, it's a, I'm breaking curses. I'm breaking generational curses. And I'm setting up generational blessings. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God. I see that in our church right now. Yeah. We are, we are, we have set up a generational blessing. Not every church in, in America is this way. Right. Yeah, And I want to yeah. bring, I want to make that very, very clear. Like if you you come to you come to Life Church, and and something some there's something that made you stick there, mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. but it's that's not happening everywhere. Yeah, you know you we hear war mm-hmm. stories of yeah, you know on Sunday, on Sunday in this church da 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 I have yeah. nine people that show up, but yeah. I but I got to minister to those nine people. Yes, mm. you know so what happen what's happening in our church is, is 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 like like is part of what Dallas was saying is that. There's a harvest, yeah. yeah. But not every church is having an harvest. No, why? Why do we? Why is that? The Holy Spirit.
4: There, I and I think that's what it is. Is is uh, is people want the harvest, but they're not willing to get the tools out for the harvest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we're all the preaching right now. Sh- <laughs> she's, she's,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you said the tools, I just imagined you whipping out like kind of a machete looking thing, and you're just like ready. Yep.
2: <laughs> So. <laughs> well it really is I mean I've I've noticed the last even the last year at life church like there is a difference of the people here and it's it's the pruning like I feel like God did a lot of pruning. Um, and like the people who are in it, like two feet in are here and they're all in. Like wow. we, it's either one or the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we either have yes. brand new people come in on Sundays who like don't know Jesus at all, or it's like the solid people who just want to experience the Holy Spirit come and on. get closer to God.
1: Come on. So today I want to tell you what it means to have the Holy Spirit, because it may not be what you think. And here's what it is. The Holy Spirit just wants to empower you. In fact, I wanna give you three ways the Holy Spirit wants to empower us. Here's number one. He empowers us to live righteously. Now what does that mean? Remember, pastor said last week that righteously is right standing. And so when Pentecost, when they received, it, they received the law, they received the 10 commandments, it was on stone, it was written. But God saw that wasn't working they are like, all right, do what it says. And they're like, okay, okay, uh uh-huh. But they weren't doing it. So God said, okay, I have to to switch it up. Because what they're starting to do is they're starting to look at this as this external book, this book of rules and regulations. And we read it, and then we go, ah, man, and we smack ourselves. We get slapped on the hand. And so he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So instead of giving you this book of laws to live by, I'm going to write those books and those laws on you and in you. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, is he wants you to come and live righteously so that you can take these words and write them and apply them to your life. That you're going to see the way God sees it. That you're going to be able to interpret the way that God interprets it. You're going to understand it, and he's going to have your mind, and he's going to give you a new understanding because you've welcomed him in to do that. So there's going to be this change in you. And you're going to go from, I better stop being bad or I'm going to go to hell, to Lord Thank you that I've lost my taste in sin, that there's going to be some things where you go, you know what? I just want to serve you. I just want to walk with you. And if this sin is keeping me from that, then I don't want anything to do with it.
2: Wow. That's so good. I remember uh, when I had finally made that commitment of like two feet into my Jesus journey, I just remember praying this prayer because like you know you still battle like oh i still want to sin but like i know i shouldn't kind of thing and i just remember asking the holy spirit like like please just make me hate the things that god hates and like i i just asked the holy spirit like just make me despise sin like make me just hate it and like literally instantly like it felt like it was just such a instant response to my prayer like, I just started to hate the things that I used to love. And it was just like the Holy Spirit just works on a dime like that. It's so cool.
3: That is awesome. And uh, it, the Holy Spirit is to empower you, right? So I've been kind of like meditating on that a little bit. And this morning, as I'm reading through the Psalms, um, this summer, I read this passage, Psalm 51, God create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving a willing spirit that I will teach the rebellious your ways and sinners will turn to you. Mm. And that's just what you're talking about, right? Like there is, there is power in it's instant from, from God. Like, God, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. I need that. I need that power in my life. I need that constant reminder. I need the helper. Uh, Don't, don't leave me. And Mm -hmm. yeah.
4: I I, want to ask a question. I know you normally, Keith, ask questions, but uh, what was, do you remember like a good example of when you allowed God to come in and kind of give you a new mindset? Like, do you remember example where you're like, I love this. And then I just, I don't have the same taste for it anymore. Does that make sense? That question makes sense? Yeah.
2: I have one. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) So I had this, you know, in college, just a partying phase. And I really wanted to be like the rest of my friends in college. I wanted to go to bars. I wanted to drink. I wanted to do stuff like that. Like I just had a desire. And I think it was probably more the desire to fit in than Mm -hmm. anything, right? And, but obviously like when you go to the bars every weekend, you just feel disgusting and it's just like not a great lifestyle. And, but I still wanted to do it. Right. And, and after really towards the end of college, um, is when I fully stepped into my Jesus journey and I remember praying, I actually remember the prayer. I was on a treadmill and I just remember like crying out to God, literally in the gym, like Mm -hmm. crying out to God. And I remember just asking him, like, just change my heart, you know, like just, give, don't give me a taste for any of that. And I was like, done. Like I literally Mm -hmm. didn't go out that next weekend. I just like, I just stopped and like the desire in me stopped. It was just, I mean, and that's a physical Mm -hmm. example, obviously. Um, but it happened a lot with, you know, uh, emotional things and, and, you Mm -hmm. know, spiritual things, even thoughts that would come into my head. I'd ask God to just change that. And, you know, and he really does.
3: Yeah. Something that I love about Abin is she's very good at praying bold and specific prayers. And I know that that's something you've even prayed for. And I remember you telling me, and this kind of blew my mind. You're like, right now I'm praying specifically that I would have a craving to read scripture, Mm -hmm. that I would like, I would, I would wake up and I would just have this insane desire that I need to read scripture. Cause like we can get in the habit, right. Of like not wanting to read the Bible mm-hmm. and whatever, a couple of days goes by. And so I love that about you, that you even prayed the bold and specific prayer of get like, just, I don't want to have a taste for this anymore. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah.
2: I'm a big believer in bold and specific prayers because when you pray so boldly and so specifically, and then God does it, there's no way you can deny that it's Him, right? Yes. Like you can't take credit for something that you boldly, in the name of Jesus, prayed that would happen, yeah. and then it happens. Like, sorry, like I yeah. I didn't do it by myself.
4: And amen. So amen.
3: good. I think we get into this even a little bit in the next clip, but um, it it kind of begs the question, like. Do you believe in coincidences? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Not if you're praying boldly and specific. Right. If you're not praying at all, then everything feels like a coincidence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, until you start to realize that, like, mm, no, like God, God's lining this stuff up, and we're just we're there for the show mm-hmm. at yeah. some point, yeah. right? And so, it's coincidence, I guess, that you're there sometimes. <laughs>
4: Do you remember loving something and then like God kind of took that taste um, away?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, similar to Aubin, in, in college, I was the same way. Like it, it was more of a like let's path of least resistance. Like let's yeah. just go with the flow and like do what everyone else is doing. And um, I really remember that after I got married and life started to look different for me, mm-hmm. that there was this time where I was like, God, I'm, I'm so sick of the old (laughs) and I want the new, I'm a new person. I'm, I'm married now. Like life, life for me is different. And, um, yes, definitely. God, God, I mean, I, I sit back sometimes and think about like who I was. I'm just like, how Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I don't want any of those same things. I'm not driven by any of that, like literally none of it. And so, um, sometimes it's, it's hard, right. To retain friends from that time or, uh, whatever. Cause like you look so different Mm -hmm. and they want to talk about the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm so far past that. I don't even remember liking that anymore yeah. you know um and it that can be a a, a bit of a challenge but yes mm-hmm.
0: yeah hey buddy uh I- yeah that's um yes yes i uh i do i do remember that there. are uh i mean if you're listening to the show you you most everyone knows that i've i had an incredibly bad problem with substances mm-hmm. in my teens um and i i, I don't I, I've, I, I don't delve even with around you guys with how bad it was um, mm-hmm. but yeah I, I was I was the variety of hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day of substances up my nose wow um a bottle of liquor a day mm-hmm. on top of that I wake up in the middle of the night and get sick and shake because you need more of it uh, there there was one there was one time then this happened once that i I didn't have a lot of Alcohol left. I had just the the end of a of a bottle, and I put it in a syringe and injected it in my arms. Um. And now I now that that doesn't happen. Yeah. the 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 fact that today I woke up and I don't have a craving for cocaine mm-hmm. or meth. Yeah. Yeah. I can't explain that. Mm. It turned off one day. Yeah. I pr- I prayed as bold of a prayer as I've ever prayed in my life. God remove it. Wow. Yeah, and He did.
3: Amen.
0: I, I, there's, there's, yeah. This isn't me. This isn't. There's no way I could have turned that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't had a craving in nineteen and a half years.
4: Yeah, it's, 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 and it's, and I, I'm, I get to see it, you know, because I think when me and you became friends, I was like, I can't drink around not going to drink around Keith because I, and he's like, I'm good, man. Like, you don't, like, I, mm-hmm. you're not going to make me stumble. And, you know, we have our sm- small group where they, you know, serve alcohol and, and, you and no, he's, I mean, I mean, he's like, not, it's nothing. This is nothing. Yeah. And so it shows like the, like the power of like yes. transformation in that.
0: So. E- either God is, or he isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can't be both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And either, either he healed me or he didn't. Yeah. And I, I, I can't wake up today and say that. Mm-hmm. there's this possibility, God, that you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That's not what faith is.
4: Yeah. Uh, my example is not going to f- sound as great, but let me unpack it a little bit. Um, what I knew was God moving in my life is uh, I used to love the band Sublime. I used to love them. And I started listening to them and going, yep, yeah, I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like their lyrics. I It mm-hmm. made me kind of like like a yucky feeling like, oh, what? I didn't realize they sang about that. And the reason that it, that is significant is because I teetered with faith because of music. Because I had this mentality that if I become a Christian, I can't listen to certain things and do certain things. And so there's some things that held me back because mm-hmm. I was like, but but I love this. You know, I love this. I, I don't know if I could do it. And it's interesting that, again, I, and I talk about in the message, I went from I have to to I get to. Like I get to like be free of this. Mm -hmm. And and I think that was the great thing. And and people were like, and I know people might be listening, go like, I still like him. That's fine. But like, I think what God did to me is he's like, you think that you need this and you don't. You don't need this band. You don't need this music. You don't need this CD. You're going to be fine. And I and that was very freeing for me to think that I needed this stuff in my life. And the reality is I don't. That yeah. God has God has opened my eyes up to more bigger things. Where you look at that and go, you know, like with you and with all of us, things that we thought we needed in our life are so small and insignificant now in contrast of what God wants to do in our lives. So it's just kind of uh,
0: amazing. We we are as earlier as I said that I'm not a one percenter, I'm, I'm a 99 percenter. I I agree. I agree. That's a full a statement I agree with, but I, but I also know that we are all on our individual paths. Yes. And, uh, I, some, some people can drink like gentlemen. They yeah. can go out and have a third of a beer, walk away. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. we all have our own little, uh, and by little, I mean, because to Jesus, these are little. yeah, mm-hmm. we all have our little Achilles heels. Mm-hmm. But we are all on an individual path. Some people yeah. can listen to certain music, and that that's not that doesn't affect them whatsoever, yeah,
4: yeah,,
0: uh, some people can watch whatever they want to watch, yep mm-hmm. some people and and this is this is maybe this drives it home some people can eat whatever they want, yes, and and they're and they're they're still cut. <laughs> <laughs> some people yeah. can't. Yeah. You know, and, and so what do we do? Do we, do we see like well do we do we say like, well, how come I can't eat a full pizza and still have a six pack? Yeah. We you know we're different. We make our choices. Yeah. Yeah. We make our choice and that's just kind of what as as much of it that I'm a ninety nine percenter mm-hmm. is very accurate. Uh rules apply apply to me a little bit different yes. than the person next to me, and that's not a "well, God, how come you're doing this to me?" question. It's yeah. because I'm on a different learning path than the yeah. person next to us. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that their learning path's easier. Yeah, so good at all. Yeah, because they all have their own mm-hmm. crutches that that like Dallas is one of those he's with media. Dallas has to be very cautious yes. on the media he watches. I don't necessarily have to be cautious with the media. I right. can it, th- those things don't affect me. But it yeah. doesn't mean that that he's any lesser because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It doesn't mean that his path is any, any bit easier yeah. because of it. Mm. And we got to remind, we got to remember that yeah. when we're, when we're t- just, when we're dealing with humanity, like where, where's grace going? Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's going through something. Yeah. Every human being is going through something. The person next to you is going through something. Your coworker that treats you like a, like, like a D bag is going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that their paths any worse than yours. Yeah. Doesn't mean that, your path is is is, mm-hmm. you know why me? So I'll go eat worms. Yeah. Just got to remember that we're all on this, we're all on this together, man. Yeah, you we're know, a, we're a one percent in something.
4: Yeah,
0: everyone's a one percent in something. I love that, Pastor <laughs> Dallas. That is it. I mean, when 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 love and that and Christ, that's it. With yeah, love. Yeah, the most of these is love. Yeah, important yeah. of these is love. When love can overpower everything else, yeah. the everything else is just gonna. I'll be small time. Love it. Because it's not about me. It's about me
1: allowing God to move through me for other people. And that's all he wants. There's nothing special about me. I've just been open to allow the Holy Spirit to empower me. And he wants to do the same in you. Acts 2.19 says, and I will cause wonders. Here's what I love about that word, wonders. Wonders. Because sometimes we can go, well, I wonder why, whoa, whoa, I wonder how that happened. Like some of you might be saying, well, like, I wonder how I got that job. Wonder how wonder where that money came from. It just came out of nowhere. And it says, in the heavens above, And signs on earth below, blood and fire and clouds and smoke, which we see are signs of the Holy Spirit. You have to remember that God is showing up to do the supernatural in your marriage. He's showing up to do the supernatural in your finances. And he wants to fix those messed up kids. And sometimes we'll look at those as coincidences and not God moving the supernatural. Now maybe you go, well, I've never seen healing because I didn't see a tumor fall off or a finger grow back. But you've seen God do some great things You've been able to pay rent. Like that's a miracle sometimes. My pastor mentor, Pastor John Bohr, said, you know, it's a miracle when you don't sin the same the next day. That if you can go a day without sinning with the sin you struggled with before, that's a miracle. Because you've allowed God to come in and transform you and show you that that sin is not worth it. That mindset, that living, that lifestyle, it's not worth it. That I have more for you. And so, when you say I'm not going to let that sin win today, that's a miracle happening.
0: I—I I mean, that's the—that's the summary of. I like to think the whole message, and maybe maybe Dallas can give me his insight. Is that the summary of the whole message?
4: Um, I mean, well, the summary is. It, I, yes, I—I I, I think it is. Is sometimes we'll categorize empowerment, and we'll categorize supernatural, and we'll categorize righteously, and we'll categorize, you know, to fill the message. And so what I was saying there is sometimes it's interesting because sometimes we will, we will categorize this is a miracle and this isn't a miracle. Mm -hmm. But everything I gave an example of when that's fulfilled brings us joy, brings us peace, brings Mm -hmm. us clarity, like it, all those things. And so like when, you know, so why not say, Hey, that's a supernatural thing because to us, we didn't think that was going to happen. Like when God moves and fixes your marriage, that's something that you didn't think would naturally happen. But you let God in and, it, and then there's healing in that. Mm. That's a supernatural moment. When you're able, when, and, I, and I talked about this in tithing, that when we say, hey, I cannot physically tithe, but I'm going to do it anyways and, and see you know, miracles happen in your finances. Again, that doesn't make sense. But it, And that's what a lot of times, and we can all probably say this with tithing. Like we all started with going, I don't know if this is gonna work. And then when it does, you go, whoa. That's a miracle. Like that's a miracle happening where we, and that's what we have to remind ourselves with supernatural is supernatural is, is, you know, the definition is to go beyond the natural. And so there's some things that, and here's the thing, and I'm not, and I wasn't downplaying miracles either because, you know, we've been able to see some healings and some miracle things happen, you know, Uh, just recently praying for a guy, who was having heart problems and and uh went to specialists and all this stuff and we're praying and praying and, and this was all text. So that's you know, I talked about, you know, it's about it's about posture, not uh performance. Like I didn't have to go to him and, yeah, and well, put hands on him and pour, you know, whole you know, oil on him. I just I texted prayed, wow. texted prayed. I don't know if that's even right. <laughs> did, did you, you pray? Did you text a <laughs> pray to ninety seven thousand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like and,
3: church joke. <laughs> and
4: and and no joke. He texts me one day. He goes, "Hey, guess what? I'm healed." I go, wow. "What do you mean?" He goes, "Doctor says nothing's wrong with my heart now." Mm. And I'm like, "Yes." And I I mean, I texted yes, like it was so big. <laughs> and 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 like he's like, and I go, "What they say?" I go, I don't know. They just said, You're good now. <laughs> like that's, that's like crazy. and so like it's just it's amazing. And and again, it was just about posture going, Hey, my friend says please pray for me. I'm gonna pray for him.
3: So good. You know, how and many, and not just yeah. say
4: praying. Like I texted the prayer because sometimes we need that too. There was these specific words and things. So
3: yeah. I mean, how many prayer requests have we, Abin, have we had in our group chat mm-hmm. where it's like, I love that you said that because that just that made so much sense to me. Like, it's not about your position. It's about the posture. Right. And like, we're throwing stuff out there all the time. Like, hey, can you guys just pray for me f- for this? And mm-hmm. we're, and it's like, yeah, done, yeah. you know?
2: And I think about how, I mean, if you really think about how crazy it is to even be alive, like the earth spinning on its axis, the fact that the sun doesn't burn us or freeze us, like the fact that we, you know, have the next breath that we take, like being alive is already a miracle. So anything on top of that, that God does is like literally a miracle, right? Yeah. Like I, going back to what you said before, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. Like there's no such thing as coincidences because God has every single detail already planned out. Yeah. You know, like he, he, he organized it and, um, you know, he's working through everything.
3: You're so right. I mean, if you're, if you're breathing, there's something you can find that is a blessing to you. You can, you can see a blessing somewhere in your life. I love, um, sometimes the Holy Spirit just drops little, little phrases in my head and they kind of just stick for a while. And it's usually something that like kind of pertains to like a season that I'm in, but something that's just been stuck in my mind is I have seen the goodness of God. And I was talking on the phone with my mom the other day and I said, you know, honestly, mom, if, if, nothing good ever happened to me ever again in my entire life. I know that I would honestly be able to say, I have seen the goodness of God, even if like the rest just fell off the cliff. Like I know that, I know that nothing was a coincidence. I know that everything has been good and ordained and, and blessed. Like I know that. And so, uh, to get to that, to get to that place. Like you, you sometimes have to press in right through the yuck, through whatever's going on and just know that like, there is goodness and, and you can find it.
4: Yeah. Uh, a story came to my head in the Bible. When it, just talking about you know, your posture instead of p- uh, performance. It's first Kings 18. It's Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. Oh, yeah. It's one of the Ooh. dopest stories in the Bible. So <laughs> cool. And, and to the point where like Elijah says, all right, well, let's find out who's God's real. If it's my God then that's worship my, mm-hmm. my God. But if it's your God, we'll worship your God. And it's the two altars thing. But what's interesting is when you read in that scripture, he, he, you know, Elijah lets Baal go first. And they're going, oh, Baal, oh, Baal. And it, it says that they're going and then they start cutting themselves and they're doing these dances and they are going and going. And then it says in the Bible, Elijah starts mocking him. Like, oh, maybe get a little louder. Maybe he can't hear you. And and then when it's Elijah's turn, he goes, you know what, let's make it harder. Put water on it. Like he's trying everything he can to put make people go like that's definitely God. And that's why I love is is in that story Elijah showed it's about posture, mm-hmm. not performance. Mm-hmm. Because all I had to do is say a prayer and bang it happened. And that's the God we serve. Mm-hmm. We we serve that God where he goes, you don't have to dance around, you don't have to do all this yelling and screaming. You know, you know, you can just go, all right, God, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to believe and I'm going to position yeah. myself for you that's to good. do the you know, the miraculous. Mm-hmm.
0: So God to me, um, and I, I, I maybe this will uh, relate to other people, but God, uh, f- with me is a, it's a teaching father. Um, I think of it like grade school. Uh, so at first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, so on and so forth. Everyone has their, um, the checkbox requirements that you need to know and pass before you can advance to the next grade. And mm-hmm. and especially in K through five, uh, we'll go mathematics. Mathematically speaking, K through five, they don't put the hard lessons in first grade or in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. They give you the small ones, they give addition. And then uh, the next grade will add on to that. Well, you we know you know how to add and subtract. So we're going to give you adding and subtracting in three to four digit numbers. And then the next grade, they're like, we know you can add and subtract in multiple digits, so we're going to start multiplying. Mm-hmm. And that dreaded fourth grade, at least it was when I was in fourth grade, the long division. <laughs> yes. And then after that, we start throwing in decimals. And mm-hmm. and God to me, God with me and to me is that. Mm-hmm. God doesn't give me advanced multiplication right out of the gate. He, He's, in my experience, has always given me mm-hmm. uh, lessons. But when I pass them, when I pass them full heartedly, I never get requizzed on them. Yeah, uh, my children are learning to tie their shoes, which I think is something that probably isn't going to be around much longer. Yeah, with Velcro and everything, with, with sliding on <laughs> shoes. You know, so I oh, mean, it's just, like
3: Ferris Bueller, right? just, <laughs> or no, sorry. But you, Back but, to the
0: future. but you know what? Just when funny. when they, I, I don't often get tested with, do you know how to tie your shoes anymore? Yeah. yeah. At one point, I did mm-hmm. in my life. Right. Um, but I I don't ever have to prove to people that I don't have to tie my shoes anymore. It's a yeah. long that's a lesson that's long gone. So, God for me has always compound His lessons that were on top of lessons. Yeah, um, I can tell you that the lessons I have passed with with God that He has tested me with, um, because I've passed them, I've 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 rarely ever got retested on it. Mm-hmm. Now when I when I start slipping. I may get a refresher course, yeah. but truly some of the, some of the life lessons that we have in our, in in our society today, are. are I, I ask myself when I'm beating my head against the wall, like what, what do I still need to learn from this God? What yeah. are you, what are you, what are you trying to show me and teach me? Yeah. Um, I, I don't get tested with the same stuff I did 20 years ago mm-hmm. because I'm just further along from that, yeah. but i continuously get tested. Mm-hmm. I got, God has not let me graduate and say, you're off. Everything in my life, I've there's always been a little lessons, and I just get refining my my Jesus journey. I'm refining who I am spiritually. Yeah, and I'm always I'm it's in a constant growth state. If if you're if you're if you're not growing, you are you're shrinking.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so What, what I, I say I say all that to say, I know people are going through stuff. Everyone's going through stuff how often do we say out loud, what do, what do I still need to learn from this God? What do you want me to learn from this? What are you trying to teach me? Yeah. And when we start bringing up things like, you know, vices mm-hmm. and, and all those things, well, what haven't you learned from that, that God can t- still thinks that you need to be reminded of on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. I promise you when you land it, when you stick the landing, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to have a craving again for, for alcohol. Yeah. I stuck the landing. Yeah. And I, when I say I stuck the landing, how I stuck the landing was saying it was God.
4: Yes,
0: 100%. Now, when when we start becoming like humanity again, sort of thing, did you see what I just did? See what I just did? Yeah. God's God will start, start humbling you then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait a minute, what you just did? Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, since I've taken the approach that, did you see what God just did? Yes, and I do that every day. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been retested on those lessons ever.
4: Yeah, yeah
2: I was yeah. gonna say it. It takes humility, and you have to be a good steward in order for God to essentially like give you that next level. You know, and I've seen that over and over again. I always kind of view it as like an onion, like God's just peeling back layers, and I think like oh. I'm in this awesome place now. And then like God reveals this new layer or new thing that he's trying to either teach me or change about me. And I think ultimately it boils down to like really the only, only times that God really, or I've seen God move is when I'm humble enough to even receive it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah, So good. Yeah. I, 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 fear, I fear that if you're listening and you're in that spot that you felt like you've been in that spot for a while, um, you aren't going to, it's not going to get better. It just won't. Yeah. It just, if, if it left to your own devices, it will not get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 100%. I can promise you that I can, I, I, it's like, I can promise you with a full, a bet that if you put all of it into Christ, it will get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. It, it will get better. Yeah. So good. Will life be perfect? No, no, this is the worst of my, uh, of my spirit's existence this time mm-hmm. on earth. So to make my time here uh I don't know even <sighs> okay mm-hmm. I I've only found that in Christ mm-hmm. the times when I'm not at peace in my life which have been many um those were the times that I thought that I I knew I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and I okay. took I took it more over than God did you know, I I I, did, I I said, you know what? Let me. I got this, God. Give me a minute. I got this. And God, the loving Father that He is, he, I always think God kind of like snickers a little bit, like, all right, man, <laughs> have at her. Yeah. And my God just steps back and watches me stumble and trip and fall and crack my head open, and I, He's kind of laughing a little bit. It hasn't gotten out of hand where I haven't put myself in so much of danger that, uh. I would truly harm myself because God would stop me then. And sometimes the the God will stop me then. I look at it as, did you see what the world just did to me? Mm. And and I and I don't turn around and think, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for catching me. That's Did, did you see what the world just did to me when it was really uh, that wasn't the world? That was me actually just stepping in so you wouldn't die, so you wouldn't yeah. blast your head on that rock. Yeah. You know. And when I have more gratitude in that respect, when I have more foresight in that respect, when I just have more respect in that respect, uh, my life is of, um, I don't know. I have moments of sanity then. Yeah. When yeah. other times I don't. Love it. Love it.
3: That's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I that that's yeah. a wrap for that's, me.
0: Yeah, Ooh. that was great. All was right. Great. Th- thank you, Aubin, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Yeah, for so, so, good. Uh, so we had Nate two weeks ago. Yeah. I've been this one. Ooh, so the two battle
2: weeks- of the Gossens. So, <laughs> so,
0: so who's next? Do you have like a cousin or something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, we have cats.
0: There you go. <laughs> and Nate and Oven's cats our special guest today. Yes. They
2: don't talk much. Doesn't it really just sit and they're
0: all episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You you did awesome. Thank you so yes, much, thank Oven.
3: you. Oven. Really yes.
0: Guys. Yes. All right. And thank you guys for joining us today for this yes. episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. Please do that. We'd also love it if you would write a review or rate us, star us, uh, for this podcast so that more and more people can ultimately be exposed to the life-giving message of jesus and that's the goal of this entire podcast yes. so um uh, for my name is pastor keith for myself for Aubin.
2: my name is Aubin. megan
0: dallas uh we can't wait to talk to you again
4: next week wait, i know you're pointing at me but i thought you did so good last I'm week
3: i'm not doing it again
4: <laughs> yes, All right. no i'm not do it. Do it. Do it. yes do you, it, you are it,
3: it, it. i'm pressuring oh. you Join us next week because we're going to chew on that.